I'm excited to announce that we are now on Patreon. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. Because if you want to know how creative you can be, be broke. Be, be broke for a minute and you will see how incredibly resourceful you are. Welcome to the Stream of David podcast. I am here with Taya Lead Coach, frequent and very popular guest, Stacey Clinet. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and it will be more frequent, I think. I, th- I think you're going to be uh, become just a regular on the podcast, and I'm really excited about that. Thanks, David. Me too. Because <laughs> everybody loves Stacey, and everybody loves Stacey's coaching. Oh, it's funny, I always say that even though I created the Taya Practice and I channel the stream, I think Stacey is the best Taya coach. Oh. including myself i think you're the best oh. coach i love you. i love your coaching i think you, you you zero in on things you complement the coaching uh, team very well because you just zero in on things uh and help people in ways uh that no one else does and i really appreciate you for that i don't even know what to say thank you <laughs> so, so, external validation and i was like oh flooded with it now oh. I know our our podcast topic, we do have a topic and it's talking about the external validation. I think that that's a, uh, a popular topic for a lot of people. We're going to go deep into that. And then here you're getting some external validation from me right off the bat. And it's okay to like that. It's okay to appreciate someone appreciating you. It's okay. I think where we get ourselves in trouble is where we need that. We, We talk about the vibration of need a lot. I, I need external validation. I need my photo to get lots of likes. I need people to tell me I'm good looking. I need people to tell me how smart I am, you know, and it, it does feel good. It's very soothing to be complimented and appreciated, but we, we, we dip into the, the, the vibration of need. I was talking to uh, Michael, my, my partner this morning uh, about hiring people. I was in the corporate world for many years and hired lots and lots, thousands of people over the years. And he was talking about this candidate that came to visit their headquarters, you know, where their business is based and um, was complaining about all these things, you know, she's not even hired yet. She's in the interview process and she's already complaining about a lot of stuff. And then one of her complaints was no one followed up with me. And I was just reminded of that saying, maybe they're just not that into you. Because it's hard to hire people this day, these days. And I think if somebody's got a really good candidate on their hands, if you're a savvy, uh, you know, hiring agent of some sort, you probably are courting that candidate to make sure that you're, you know, more likely to, to, to bring them on if they're, if, if there's someone that you want to hire, but if you're not chasing them, there's probably some clarity available in that. So if you're not being chased, maybe they're not that into you. And if you need to be chased, ask yourself why. Uh, oh, that's a good question. Oh, ask yourself why. It's it's interesting how a lot of us don't really want to dive into the reality that we create every situation that comes up. The evidence is right in front of us, 3D. It's all spread out beautifully, playing out like your little movie, but we can still deny that, oh, it's not me that's doing that. It's them, that victim mode that we love to follow into, you know, when oh, we're- yeah not yeah. conscious of what we're really creating in our life and how much we can have that amazing flow and have the compliments that I totally didn't expect. Thank you very much. You know? <laughs> that it's so nice when you open yourself up to just really, really appreciating you without all the external validation that the, you know, the universe just floods it towards you. You don't have to seek it. You don't have to need it. You don't have to beg for it to come. Oh, please. I learned that dating. Oof. 
Never oh yeah. Ends. Yeah. That's the kiss of death in dating. If you're, if you're, if you're too into somebody, you're going to really chase them away. <laughs> well, it's a vibration of need. That's true on all topics. Think how much people think they need money. Oh yeah. And the more you need money, the more you're going to chase it away because you're, you're activating a vibration that tells the universe it's not here. Yep. A, a lack vibe. Yeah. You're creating the vibe of it's not here and you're going to continue to experience that and until you learn to detune that need vibration. So we were talking before we went on and we realized, gosh, we should be talking about this, you know, on the podcast, not before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of bad about that. I should just let everything record and, yes. uh, you know, and, and allow the, our, our, our wonderful editor, Crystal, to, to go and find things and put it to things that she likes. That's good. She's though. probably listening right now thinking, no, please don't do that. Let's just do it literally. <laughs> so what I was sharing about me, and I've always shared my, my personal, uh, if you want to call it a spiritual journey, it's fine. But my personal journey, this, this podcast has always been the stream of David and me channeling source and me applying their teachings in my life uh, to varying degrees of success. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not perfection. And don't look to me for perfection. I, I've never I wanted to put myself out there as some perfect, you know, spiritual guru that, you know, oh, he's, he's manifested the perfect life. We're not supposed to manifest the perfect life, but we can absolutely manifest a more joyful life that gets better and better and better as we go through it. That's what this podcast is all about, is, yeah. is, is getting wiser as we move through the human journey, so wise that we, we get so peaceful in ourselves. Yeah. So for me, if, if you go back to uh, in our in our social media, back when I was really posting on social media, I've been on a big break this year. But if you go back to my social media, you'll go back. If you go back to 2018, 2019, I had gotten myself into the biggest, the best physical shape of my life during that period. And it was a lovely experience to have because I had been, you know, 300 pounds, you know, really overweight from my late 20s all the way through my 30s and then my 40s. I changed all that. I, you know, I changed my whole life in my 40s. But one of the big things that I changed in my 40s is I got really into working out. I got really into yeah, eating better. I would weave in and out of the keto diet and some other, other things. And I got uh, really focused on my appearance. I had just moved to Palm Springs, uh, newly single, and all of that stuff was going on in my life. And for the first time in my adult life, north of 50, I was, I noticed people checking me out in the supermarket and even uh, pointing and uh, hopefully for the right reasons <laughs> and, uh, you know, walking into, you know, places here in Palm Springs, it's a very social uh, resort town where I live and walking into like a, a, a bar or a club or something and people like turning and, and, and like looking and I, I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed the attention and posting uh, I did a 4151 uh, photo where at 41, I was 300 pounds and at 51, I was in the best shape of my life. And it got thousands and thousands of likes on Instagram. And of course I liked that. And then I moved through that phase back into a phase of putting weight back on all during COVID cooking and eating and drinking and doing all the things that I wanted to do and understanding now that I created that experience for myself because I never really detuned that self-judgment. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to fall into the, as much as I enjoyed the attention and the, and the admiration, I learned very quickly that in Palm Springs, Palm Springs is a, is a town of 70% 
gay men. Mm-hmm. It is basically a community where upper income gay men come to die, come to retire. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the population is, is older and it's, it's, it's wealthier. Uh, right. And it's, you know, when, when you are different than most of the population, when you move someplace where you see yourself represented everywhere, it feels really good. Yeah. And the weather's nice. And it's, it's, a, it's a smaller place than I've lived as an adult. It kind of reminds me of my small town upbringing, although it's very different than my Louisiana small town where I grew up. No kidding. So there's a lot of um, shallow attention here. It's a lot of 60, 70 year old Adonises walking around you know, jacked up, spray tanned, looking amazing, looking, you know, defying age and all that stuff. And I fell into that experience for a little bit and falling into that experience ultimately proved very shallow for me. It just didn't have the depth. (laughs) You know, I say, okay, a couple of people said I look good. That's enough. I don't, I don't need that for a lifetime. You know, that's okay. You know, I don't, it's not a big deal. I've had that experience now. And once you have these experiences and you manifest what everyone wants, which I set about doing in my forties, and you have the experience, then it's kind of not a big deal anymore. Mm-hmm. Money was like that for me. It's very much that um, checking it off the list. Okay, did that. What's next? Uh, for, for me, at least. I don't know about for you. You know, it's it's next. What's the next check mark? I, I'm keep going down the list because I want I want more. I'm um, one of those humans. <laughs> I think you and I are like we've experienced uh, being a, being attractive to other people. We've experienced wealth. Oh, yeah. uh, we've experienced excellent health and returning from health issues. And, and these are the things that everybody in the matrix, and we're all in the matrix. I'm not getting judgy about the matrix. We're all in it. But in the matrix, we're all told we're supposed to be wealthy. We're supposed to defy aging. We're supposed to be thin. Uh, we're supposed to be, you know, look a certain way and have a certain type of relationship and all of these things that the matrix tells us we're supposed to have. And the interesting thing is, is that, that when you do manifest it, and you are looking with clarity, you realize that none of it guarantees everlasting joy. But it is very much a part of the human journey. I think there's yeah. really, I think there's just a few basic aspects of being human that we really crave. We crave being loved, acknowledged, and appreciated. And I think if we turn those three things on ourselves, they're much more powerful than if we rely for all that external the more we rely on that for an external validation of love or um, self-beauty or whatever you want to call it it like you said it's not as satisfying it's like making a gorgeous cake we were just talking about eating cake earlier (laughs) making a gorgeous cake you know it's beautiful but if you forget to use um, sugar instead of salt, right? You go to eat the cake and you're like, oh yeah, it doesn't really taste good. Or I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll be craving something for days and days and days. I'll go out and get it. And then I'll have a couple of bites and I'll be like, mm, yeah, it's okay. They really didn't hit that spot. And, and the more we play into the need to achieve those matrixy, external human kind of created um, validations, they just don't really, they, it leaves me so empty. I'm always yeah. wanting more. Well, because we create, and the matrix teaches us to create this, I'll be happy when blank. Yes. 
Yes. I'll be whole. I'll be complete. I'll be worthy when I lose weight, when I have a better job, when I have more money, when I find my twin flame, that the, the <laughs> twin flame, I was on a radio show. This, this podcast will be uh, later, but I was on a radio show called twin flame Desi divine fire. And I love that radio show. Yes, me if you too. haven't checked it out, check it out. I love being on there with them. Sandra and Alan are amazing. They're hilarious. They're such a high vibe. I go on there every few months I'm on as a guest on Saturdays live. And their show is called Twin Flame. And they asked the stream about Twin Flames. And the stream said, essentially, again, that the, the Twin Flame notion is a human creation. But we do have vibrational neighbors. But this, this concept of there's this other person out there that's going to complete me, that I can't be whole or worthy until I find them and then lock them down for the rest of my life. Yes, that that's the stream says very clearly that doesn't that's a human notion that doesn't really exist because everything's energetic. We're all here on our own unique journey. And you may be vibing with someone else for a while. But if you don't hold that mutual appreciation for one another, that vibe's just not going to stay. Nope. Nope. We're not static. Never, never. Oh, God, I was such um, a player in that part of thinking that there was that ultimate other soul that was going to complete me. That Jerry Maguire thing. You complete me. You know, it was so like. I think women especially are taught that, right? Everything is the fairy tale where Prince Charming comes and sweeps you off your yeah, feet. Yeah, well, of course, I grew up on Disney. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that was the message that was fed to, to right. us children, that that's what you're supposed to have. So I loved, I loved being a princess, but ultimately it didn't get me where I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I didn't fall in love. I did not fall in love with what I, the, the person that I consider the love of my life until after I was 50, just same with you. Mm -hmm. And it took all of the work leading up to that time of detuning the expectation of receiving something to complete me from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I got there, then I met someone that I vibe with and, and continue to vibe with through two years of COVID and, and moving in with uh, in-laws all of these yeah. all of these challenges that we've manifested for ourselves um, to, to really just be okay that hey we're really vibing and this is really cool and we don't need to define it in any specific way or you know get a piece of paper to lock each other down we don't need any of that stuff and it's it's really good mm -hmm. I've been watching my um stepkids my husband and I have been married three years and we've been together a little over six and it's been so interesting watching their younger life path because at first they were all, oh, you know, oh, they, they would dispose of each other, um, other mates, just so casually. Oh, no, he's not the hookup casually. Oh, no, he's, oh, he's, eh. and then when they finally got into their little relationships, it was picking apart. They were constantly picking apart the other person. And, oh, they're not that. And then they break up several different times. And now both of them have fallen into that rhythm where these guys do vibrate with them on a really high level. They are happy together. They're calmer with each other. They're not judgmental. There's, um, there's future involved, however that might look for them. And it's, it's so nice to see that they've um, allowed themselves to mature through all those other experiences and, you know, Kind of going through that whole oh you've got to be exactly this way you have to be a one of the guys that's on that list can you, can you check off at least you know uh 12 qualities on this list of my perfect man 
you better check them all off or I'm just going to have to keep looking. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But then if you keep looking, that again, falls right back into that need vibe. I need these qualities to exist. Otherwise, you're not a viable candidate. You're not bona fide. <laughs> yeah, in, the, in the dating world, and you and I have been in that world soon enough, you know, recently enough in our lives to where right? we kind of remember it. Yes. It is that whole interview process of oh, here's all the things that I expect. And then what I, the, the person that I ended up with was the one that I wasn't applying any of that to. Yes. I was just hanging out with and suddenly yes. it just started sparking into something different. Yes. And then what I authentically appreciated every aspect, even the quote unquote negative things, that's when I knew that, oh, this is good. If I can appreciate all of it, Yep. without needing you know, perfection, because I'm sure as hell not delivering perfection either, then I'm really in a good spot. Then that's interesting. I remember guys um, in my dating realm, um, mostly in like, in my mid twenties, there was gentlemen that were in their forties that were very interested in dating women in their twenties because they thought they had reached a level of perfection that would attract these younger women because they wanted the perfect one. They didn't want the 40-year-old woman. They wanted the 25-year-old woman. But ultimately, I saw very few of those relationships actually work out. Because well, they- you know, I had that experience, not with a woman, but I had the experience in my yes. 40s with somebody. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah, and it was after a 20-year relationship with somebody my age. And, and I think from the ego perspective, I thought I had attained enough uh, wealth right? Right? <laughs> to attract that. And I did. Uh, and, and there was there was an element of exchange present in that relationship that I was very aware of mm-hmm. and very honest mm-hmm. about, and 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 so was he. You know, we we were very honest with each other about that sort of thing. You know, I offered a lifestyle and a level of security, and you know, he yeah. offered a, a level of um, ease at that time where I just needed some, you know fun. You yeah. just want your second childhood after something like that, and it didn't last. Uh, yeah. And I kind of always knew that it wasn't going to last. From day one, I just knew that this isn't going to be forever. You know, he's going to change as he ages and, and matures. And sure. we have nothing really to talk about at the end of the day. None of my, <laughs> none of my pop culture stuff or my, you know, he didn't identify no. with stuff. I would talk about, you know, TV shows and stuff, but he had no idea what I was talking about. I, you know, I mentioned Madonna. He's like, oh, she's an old lady. I don't care about her. She wasn't, she wasn't an old lady back then. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the story that I was sharing before we went on that I'll share with all of you now uh, is about that time period, 2018 and 2019. Uh, that's when uh, I had just really started the podcast and we started the Thai Academy. My first book was published in 2018, the stream. And I had headshots done to promote all of that stuff. Well, those headshots are still what we use today. Well, I don't really right. like that now. You know, I'm definitely heavier than I was then. I'm, I let, I don't, uh, my beard was going gray for a little while. I colored it because it did make me look younger, but then I really quit caring about looking younger. And so I just let my beard go gray. This is how I authentically look now. And it, the lesson that I've provided for myself in all of this is detuning that need for external acceptance or, or validation, detuning any fear about being judged on social media, because I've already had that happen just not caring. Either you like this message and you like the stream and you like me as we are, or you don't. And that's okay. And if you look at me and think, gosh, I'm not going to listen to this guy because he doesn't look like perfection. He's not attractive enough or whatever. Then this message is probably not the right thing for you. anyway. (laughs) It's not going to be, but having the headshots redone, because I, I didn't want, 
uh, to seem inauthentic with having this, you know, older headshot. You see this, oh, David Strickle is going to channel the stream and he's going to be on some podcast. And, you know, you see this dude with the dark beard and then I show up and there's a disconnect. It's probably a little jarring for people. And I want to look the way that I look. This is this is me now. This is my current vibration. So I went and got headshots. Uh, I went to the same person that did my 2018 headshots, went back and had that experience over again. And it was so different this time. Really? Oh, yeah. Because in 2018, even though I was in the best shape of my life and I was tanned and I was lean and I was muscular and I had the colored beard going on and all that stuff, I was so into, let me see the proofs. How does it look? You know, uh, do we need to touch this up? All of that stuff. Right. This time he showed it to me and I look like I look right now. And I was like, oh, cool. Good. I was in and out of there in less than an hour. <laughs> it was just so easy because I wasn't being all neurotic about, oh God, I got to look a certain way because I'm trying to, you know, put myself out there. And it is, it was very, I can't describe how freeing it is to authentically detune the concern about external opinions and validation and whether somebody finds me and thinks that the stream is not worthy because the dude that's sharing it doesn't look like an Adonis. Yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> Sorry, the, the channel of source looks like this. Sorry. Well, what you were talking about earlier too is that it is that wisdom that you accumulate over a lifetime that we've had so far. I mean, you and I are not far apart in age. Obviously, we both have white hair. <laughs> But yeah, we we have been mistaken as, as people much older than we are. Yes. <laughs> together. But I, I really hope that um the information that we share from that space of wisdom is not taken as lofty or that we know more than everybody else. But it's hey, you know, it's just life experience. Everybody's gonna have their life experience. If you what I told my daughter when she was growing up, it's like, you know, I'm not gonna tell you how to live your life, I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but please please, please learn from my mistakes, learn from my experience, take that knowledge and use it to your best. Because if you can just hear something that we say that makes you go, hmm, there might be there something there for you to look at even deeper, further, to inquire more curiously in your, in your world and to explore what other podcasts we've put up. What, yeah. what, is, what does Taya mean? What does the stream actually give us? And why is it valid for somebody like you in your life? Um, we love it. We're in a space of joy. We're in a space of happiness, of appreciating, like I was teasing David, every wrinkle and every um, you know fat cell on my body. Yes, that's important to me to have that level of self-love so I can really enjoy everything that's around me because it does translate to everything. It's applying that that authentic radical, like we say radical because it, yes. in the matrix, it's radical to appreciate things that we're taught but not to appreciate. Yes. But it's really not radical. It's it's a natural state of being because we we've all been there now. We we've done the work, you know, we've traveled the the journey to be in a space where we can authentically appreciate this stuff because we've we've created the experiences, we've moved through them, we've seen the other side of it. Every we're operating in duality on all topics, so it's interesting to it, it's important, I think, to experience our ego before we go set about trying to detune it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And just because you know, just because we're at this level now doesn't mean we're done because I'm not ready to die. I still want to experience more in my life. I still want to see the ups and downs and feel those heavy emotions. I had a friend just recently pass away, a very close friend. 
And I let myself feel that sadness. I didn't care. I told my husband, I said, I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, outright sad. You don't need to fix it. I said, but I'm weepy. And I, and I would cry at the drop of a hat. The song would come up. I'd have a memory flood into my head. And I just sit, stand there and cry. And my poor husband's looking at me like, okay. I said, you can give me a hug. Hugs are good, but I don't need to be fixed right now. I'm just allowing this sensation, these physical sensations that we can't experience when we're at a zoomed out higher level of, of soulness, wherever you want to call that you know, watch over me and to really enjoy that I can have that experience. And a week later, come back and feel more joy and feel grand appreciation for the fact that I got out of bed this morning and I went to the gym and I lifted super heavy. And every time I start to feel kind of, oh, this is too heavy. I can't lift. I remember I am alive. I've chosen to be here. I'm dedicating this to my friend who whatever her choice was to leave early, so be it. But still, I'm going to dedicate it to the memory of how much fun we had being active and having movement together. So choose wisely what you appreciate in your life. Choose to appreciate yourself just for a moment. Like, can you look in the mirror and say to yourself, hey, hey there, hot stuff, you look good. Or can you just compliment yourself on one thing Wow, your hair looks really nice today. I love that shade of lipstick on you. You've been really getting enough rest. You look rested. Instead of the constant negativity that we give ourselves over and over and over. It's very I love that. Let's yeah. take a break. There's a thought that I have that I want to continue. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to move uh, more into that self-appreciation piece. Okay. You're right back with Stacy Clinet. <laughs> If you're interested in making the Taya practice your new way of life, listen to what a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. I made a lot of friends. I made a lot of people that supported me and helped me through. And I really, truly learned to love myself, which uh, <laughs> that is probably the best gift I've ever had in my life. They transform their lives with a new operating system, and so can you. Click the link in the show notes and book your free, no obligation Taya Bootcamp discovery session today. Now back to the show. All right, we're back with Taya lead coach Stacy Clinet, and we are talking about uh, external validation. How to get it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the external <laughs> validation. Um, the, the, I like what, where you are going with that. Um, being the example for others in this mm -hmm. without needing them to follow on your timeline because we have found the value in the creating the ego driven journey and moving through the experiences and when we talk about radical appreciation it's also radical to think especially in spiritual circles as a spiritual teacher a channel uh, a spiritual coach that if you could even consider this spiritual, that's a whole other debate. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I loosely consider it spiritual. When I when I I, I sort of uh, talk to other people that are really deep into quote unquote spiritual things, um, I, I I kind of differ very very quickly sometimes. So much of that to me is human construct, and I love to say, okay, that's great, that's human construct, that's of the ego. But what is source really? Mm. And source is authentic appreciation of all that is, and the source of all creation. Just about everything beyond that is, is a humanized version of it. 
gods and angels and spirit guides and you know, all of these things. There's nothing wrong with them, but they're a humanized version of it. And so looking at the, the ego journey, appreciating everyone's experience means appreciating everyone's individual journey. And one of the reasons that I've always been guided to be very real on the Stream of David podcast and everywhere else and share my imperfections and share the story is because that's what the life journey is. It's not listening to some dude that says, I figured it all out. I know everything. And just listen to me because I'm living in perfection. I saw something on social media and I don't know who it was, but somebody posted, you know, I, I have, I have cracked the code and figured out how to live in complete abundance and I'll show you how. And right away, I was just kind of thinking, yeah, you're probably not. <laughs> you're probably not living in, in perfection if that's what you're, you're putting out there. That's okay. That's your experience. That's the experience. If, if people are attracted to that, that's okay. But I have found so much joy and satisfaction in the imperfect facets of the life journey. And I don't believe that we are here to, to hide that from people or to steal that experience away from people. But we can be here to say, hey, this is sharing information has a lot of power to it. Yeah. So here we are figuring this thing out, you know, this life journey out. And we have had these experiences and this is how we're dealing with them. That doesn't mean gloss over your own vibrational journey of ego expansion. It means this is how we're doing it. Maybe it helps you spark some creativity or imagination and how you move through your journey of imperfection. Yeah. yeah, or brings you curiosity to dive deeper into where your power truly lies in what you're creating. And if you don't like what you're creating, how you still have the power to shift that. It's a lot easier than you think. I know we talk about it like, oh, yeah, it's so simple. It is work. It is definitely work, but it's good work. It's fulfilling work. It brings joy to every aspect of my being, whether it's dealing with my husband who we thought possibly had COVID, but he doesn't, thank God. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. But noticing that I can still appreciate who he is in his journey of having his little physical, um, you know, uh, sickness, I don't want to say meltdown, but it is a bit of a meltdown for him. He's been pushing himself really hard. I can appreciate where he's at because I saw how hard he was working to attain his goals. Now it's time for him to rest. It's a very clear cue from his physical being. Time to rest. Yeah, time to take it easy. And these clear uh, you know, messages, if you want to call them that, or bits of information or just simple clarity of what's ex really happening in your life, it's everywhere. It shows up all the time, all the time. Do you choose to look at it or do you choose to ignore it? And again, that's entirely up to you. But it's really interesting to notice how often do you choose to take that cue of clarity. Where does clarity come from? Hmm. Is it a divine thing, David? Do we all have our own stream? I mean, I think I do. <laughs> oh, of course. When I say I, I'm the channel of source, that's I don't have an exclusive on source. <laughs> I think I'm pretty good. What I think I'm good, I'm going to appreciate myself here. Yes, I think I'm really good at stripping away all the human yes. construct and religious connotations and just channeling as pure. And I don't think it's completely pure source because it's still being funneled through me, 
but I think I do a pretty damn good job of getting out of the way and allowing source to flow in a coherent way that makes sense for people that does, isn't laced with my belief system that is of the matrix. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that. I absolutely believe that. I definitely yeah. agree. That's why I was attracted to listening to you channel the stream back almost six years ago, David. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a while now. Six, it's been a six, while. Years, six years is not ancient wisdom, but uh, <laughs> six years in, in, in the cycle of social media is a long time. Yeah. So sources and everything. Every, everyone has their own version of, yes. of their stream coming to them. And what I've noticed for people that have practiced Taya and they've been around, you know, kind of stuck around in our world and they keep working the four pillars. And I do believe the four pillars give you everything you need. We've seen that. Working the four pillars of the Taya practice, we've seen people get more and more and more into their own stream, into their own connection to source. And yes, they may enjoy hearing me speak it, but they're they're swimming in that message and they can swim in that message without me. Yes. Yes. I so love I'm making it. myself obsolete. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> the, the beauty I'm my, making myself obsolete in my my sharing of the stream, but it's okay. No. My enjoyment in listening to the stream is that there's always something new, even after the, the six years of listening. There's always a nugget for me to go, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Or, oh, oh, there is for me as well. I, I was telling you that my favorite times that I channel is when we have people uh, on or I'm a guest on a show like Walt's show, um, right? LOA Today. Yes. He asked, or the audience asks new questions that are really deep and interesting. And I am channeling. And as the words are coming out of my mouth, I'm in the background. My consciousness is still present in the background at times thinking, holy shit, I never thought about that that way before. <laughs> and it's it's an interesting day. experience to have to be speaking something in one moment while you're simultaneously delighted or surprised by it in another moment. Yeah. And I think everybody has that experience. I, I've, I've done that myself over the years where you're having a conversation with a friend and perhaps they have an issue that's come up for them and they're, they're seeking um, to just unload it, to share it with you, to process through it. And then something pops out of your mouth and you're like, where the heck did that come from? Yeah, that's, that's channeling. Right. We all channel. One of the best things I love about Adele is how she talks about, because I love Adele. Oh, yeah. Um, how she she's channeling when she sings. She says that. It's not coming from me. I tap into something else and it flows through me. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love she says that so openly. And when it's singing, people are so into, oh, yeah, that's so cool. But when you're actually speaking it, it becomes much more controversial. Apparently. You should start singing it, David. <laughs> we talked about it this morning where I, I would love to take, that's something that I haven't manifested. I need to do that. I want to manifest a, a voice teacher. <laughs> I'm never going to sing publicly, so you don't have to worry about that. Hey, everybody, come listen to my, my new uh, demo album. I'm going to it be the first 55-year-old uh, spiritual pop star. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'll come and sing. Oh, who was the older woman? Um, Susan Boyle. Remember Susan Boyle? I think yes. she's still performing. Loved her voice. And she was probably in her 40s or 50s when was she was discovered and had this magnificent voice. And she was so prejudged based on her looks. Yes. And then she starts singing. And then all of a sudden, that's one of the, if you haven't seen that video, go on YouTube. It's all over the internet. Find that video where she's standing there on the, one of these competition shows. And she America's- walks out 
and she doesn't have the look and they're judging her all over the place. And I'm sure those shows are kind of staged that way, but then she starts singing and it's just like this, the audience is just like blown away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you want to raise your vibration, go find that. That's always makes me cry. I can't. (laughs) It's palpable though. When like you're talking about with Adele, when she's, she's bringing that divine aspect, that channeling of her own uh, connection to the stream through you can tell when it's good because it moves you emotionally you're moved by that if you're moved by something that the stream says then wow there's a there may be a cue there for you that hmm this is authentic i know you probably get that question a lot oh, why this is all just made up and i've had people ask me why do you bother following david you know why do you listen to the stream it's all says that yeah, my husband <laughs> My scientific husband, who's who still wants to debunk the fact that spirituality or divinity actually exists. We have some very interesting debates. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I adore your husband. I think he's, I I really like his vibe. And there's nothing about that questioning that bothers me whatsoever. In fact, that came up uh, on the Divine Fire show, I think toward the end there. What about people that don't believe in the stream or think it's fake or or, or think that it's evil? Uh, I remember... um, and I, I kind of do want to go back on social media because that Wild West kind of feeling of, gosh, you just get anyone or, or everyone. Back when I used to do the live shows with uh, Debbie G on Facebook. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Spirituality Gone Wild was this big tent of just all sorts of things, big public forum. And <laughs> people would come on and say that this is a demon. He's channeling <laughs> a demon. It's demonic. Or it's too masculine. I like that one, too. It's too masculine. Gosh, I'll be the first one to tell you the stream does not have a gender at all. There, there's oh, yeah. nothing coming through me. So maybe it feels more masculine because of that. I feel a warmth and a love from them, but it's not, it's it's interesting because I think that there's there's a matrix version of, of love that's mm. a little angry. And then there's the source version of love, which is guaranteed well-being eternally it definitely has a feeling quality to it because like when you describe when when the stream's rolling and you're channeling and that divine source love comes through the well-being it is it's comforting it's warm it feels like home i feel totally at peace and it's just a really nice place to kind of like it swimming. When you talk about swimming, it it, may, it brings me back to that space of you know lying, uh, floating back on swimming my in the back. stream. All these water, uh, yeah, well, floating in like a hot spring. So you're that warm. stream name has proven to be totally that that's proven to be a really good thing. The st- the stream name has is re- I, I'm I'm so glad that I was in enough alignment to pay attention when that was delivered to me. We're not human. We're not, you know, Seth or Abraham or any of those things. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with calling it that, but to be as clear and authentic as possible, there's no human words really to describe. And certainly giving us a name, especially a gender name, is 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 missing the mark a little bit for, for what I'm sharing. Well, because it's, it's not gendered. And it uh, is, it is love. And when I say guaranteed well-being, it's that knowing. It's swimming in the knowing that we are expansive beings eternally and nothing that's happening here on in this physical plane, none of it really matters in the long run in, in, in terms of our eternal being. This is just an experience. 
And the only reason we judge experiences is because we've been taught to, mm -hmm. oh, you shouldn't be sick. You shouldn't age. You shouldn't put on weight. You shouldn't uh, go through a, a divorce. You shouldn't lose your job. You shouldn't fail at business. Fired. Those yeah. are all experiences though. And I've done all those things. I've done both. I, my life has been such duality and that I have, you know, been really out of shape and really in shape and I've been really poor and I've been not, not a billionaire. I was never Kanye rich. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it, maybe I will be, maybe I won't be, who knows what's next to experience, but I've certainly, I achieved from my childhood perspective, what rich was mm. the house, the cars, the clothes, the travel, the experiences, the not having to think about money. Um, you know, that, that, that was my version of rich and I still there really, and, and have been there most of my adult life, but I've also been in a situation where I had all the material things and I couldn't afford to go buy groceries. Mm -hmm fairly recently. And it was one of the most magical experiences of my life. Because if you want to know how creative you can be, be broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be, be broke for a minute and you will see how incredibly resourceful you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there was a line from a TV show years ago, and it was one of these eccentric characters on TV. Um, uh, Karen Walker, the character on Will and Grace. Love oh, yeah. Karen love her. <laughs> uh, and, and she was like experiencing a lot. She's a rich woman and she's experiencing a laundromat for the first time. And she's seeing all these little things. And she says, poor people are so clever. It's, it's amazing. They can't figure out how to make more money. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great line. I remember thinking, you know, she kind of has a point there. You know, you have to be really clever when you don't have money. We know that it's about alignment. You know, you can be broke and very resourceful yeah. and not have money flowing in, but you're still going to find a way to manifest what you need because cutting off that flow of money actually makes you more resourceful. Yeah, it does. Nothing makes us lazier than just having tons of money flowing at us all the time. And, and life can be very easy, but is it really stimulating to always have everything that you want? And I have people in my family that live that way. Yeah. Uh, my extended family, my immediate family was very, very poor, but my extended family was not. So I had that, again, that duality experience as a kid you know, eating a can of beans for dinner, you know, in our roach infested apartment growing up and then going to my father's house, which was very different and watching my sister get a swimming pool for Christmas one year. You know, it was very, it was a very interesting experience. We got a hundred dollar bill, which was lovely. And it bought me clothes for the year. My sister got a swimming pool, <laughs> same Christmas, same father, but very different experiences. So, you know, living in that duality has, has ultimately it was painful early on, but as an adult, the times that uh, I, I have exhausted my funds, I have really realized how creative I really can be. That's an amazing life skill that I don't possess. I've never had to be um, that resourceful. Uh, I thank you, karma, or the choices that I've made, or the stream that's always been connected to yeah, me. Yeah, I've, I've ran myself down to no money in the bank. Yeah. to no money in the bank and I need food and the dog needs food. What am I going to do? And uh, that was a really interesting, it was a moment, but it was a very interesting moment. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got really, and I remember it very fondly now and I didn't even hate it in the moment. It was kind of like, okay, I've got this much money. It's not much. And I've never used a coupon in my life. So I have a coup. I remember I had a coupon for bacon. I've told the story before I, I bought bacon. I was on keto. 
and I bought bacon and I bought canned tuna. I had a coupon for bacon and I bought some canned tuna and, you know, and dog food. I always, I always fed Lola better than I fed myself. I always <laughs> eats the best dog food. Uh, her dog food's like $125 a bag. <laughs> you know, she's never not eaten that. Good yeah. Lord. Now you see why people eat dog food sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have eaten her food. I would have been better off. She's in good shape. You know, six-year-old dog. She's as healthy as she can be. So there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to take this opportunity to, to thank you for sharing as always, Stacy. And we're going to hop over to Patreon now and, and go a little deeper uh, into this uh, external validation and how you can detune external validation from your life. Uh, if you love the podcast, come support us on Patreon. Uh, I invite you to come over and uh, experience the expanded podcast here. Uh, is our kind of beginning tier to, to come in. Uh, there's a lot of things that we do every single week, depending on the tier that you subscribe to. We do more live videos and more interaction with the stream and things like that. Uh, but for the expanded podcast, Stacey and I will be over there uh, coaching on external validation, how to detune it from your life if you still feel like you need that. And I know that uh, I've been there. I've been deep into this practice and still having some vibrational dust of the need for external validation until I finally detuned all of it. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you. This episode doesn't have to end here. You can join us over on Patreon for the roundtable discussion of everything the stream shared today and how to apply it in your life. Join us at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. I hope to see you over there.